0: Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patrone. We are in dangerous trouble. I am mean, this coronavirus. Oh my God! Uh, and it doesn't seem as if our dear President Donald Trump has any comprehension, any understanding of what is going on. And his Republican Party, they keep following him around. Donald's the Pied Piper. They believe everything he says and what he does. And with all due respect to the office of the presidency, our president's a pure, unadulterated idiot. He's going to cause a lot more people to die. Now, we're going to visit a few places tonight. A lot is going to have to do with this coronavirus thing. We're going to be in Washington, D.C., Key West, Germany, Rome, Italy, the Vatican, Spain, Oregon, and New York. Let's start first with someone we all know, Eugene Robinson, the, the writer, the columnist, uh, the acclaimed columnist for the Washington Post, who I might also add spends the month of January here with his wife every year in Key West, and we are happy to have him. He brings something special to our island when he visits. Whether he'll visit this year, we don't know. It's still a long way off. Anyhow, recently uh, he said in one of his columns when referring to Donald Trump, and I quote, the the solifistic response to the coronavirus crisis offers overwhelming proof, if any more were needed, that it was a catastrophic mistake to give an egomanical, I'm sorry, egomanical reality television star such power and responsibility. We are all paying the price. And it's true. He's an egomaniac. He's catastrophic. Uh, He was a TV star. And we gave him all this power and all this responsibility, and he was not a Ronald Reagan, okay? And we're paying the price now. We've been praying it for, paying it for three years, and we're paying it right now in the things he is doing with regard to the virus, which has attacked us and attacked the whole world. Uh, now, at 6 o'clock this evening, he appeared. Donald appeared again with it. You know, I use the word Donald when I refer to him. I'm showing my disrespect. Okay, I'll be perfectly frank. I am showing my disrespect. I should call him President. I should call him Mr. Trump, President Trump. I don't respect the man. I'm I'm sorry, I have no respect for him. And so I refer to him as Donald. Uh, Having said that, tonight when he went on, uh, with his task force at six o'clock, he was a totally different person. He was elated. He was joyous. He was dancing around. You could see his his face was full. It was paint. Uh, he was inflamed. He was happy. You know why? He thinks this thing's going to be over by Easter. Would you believe? This thing's going to be over by Easter. In all likelihood, we'll be able to go and sit in the churches packed, okay? We can celebrate the holiday. We can get together for family dinners. Ain't going to happen. Too close. How far are we from Easter right now? Four weeks? I don't know. Five weeks? Ain't going to happen. I'm going to say it that way. Ain't going to happen. He says things are getting much better. And this vaccine that was for malaria, that everybody thought he was crazy, but he says this—I've got that feeling it's going to work. And yesterday he was able to tell us, you know, this fella Tom Jones—I'm just making a name up—they gave it to him. He was on his deathbed and he survived. Well, tonight he didn't tell us about somebody else that got the shot yesterday and died. The vaccine did not work. Okay. Uh, so he picks and chooses that which he wants to share with us they're working in the congress this evening trying to get this third uh bill through uh stimulus bill it's at some point they're going to have a bill because we need another bill it's a mess even the Republican one was a disaster. The Democrats have made many changes, many good changes, but it's still a disaster. Uh, now, we know little about the new one, but what seems to have eked out, um, let me talk to you about the airlines, for example. First, let me talk about the cruise ships. You, t- <clears throat> you tell me why we have to give money to the cruise ships. Do you know there is not a cruise line a cruise ship line in the world that is licensed to operate out of the United States. They pay, they're not incorporated here. They pay no taxes to the United States. They're in Liberia, someplace else in Africa, one of the Cayman Islands or something. They're every place but in the United States, but they get most of their business out of and through the United States. And we're going to help them screw them. They never paid their fair share, and now we have to bail them out. I don't buy it. Let them go back to the countries where they are incorporated, their home countries, and see what arrangements a Liberia, or whatever they are can do for them rather than us, okay? Now we go talk about the airlines, because I understand what airlines can do when they need money. Most of our airlines are incorporated in this country. They pay taxes here. But here's the scenario. Uh, he wants five—Trump wants five—I don't say Mr. Trump or President Trump, this is respect also, which I, I, I indicate to you, and not ashamed to say it. He doesn't deserve it. You earn respect. He wants a package of $500 million, you know, to bail out the corporations like the airlines, the cruise ship lines— the hotels he who owns hotels big time wants to bail out the hotels he's going to come out of this thing good federal taxpayer dollars used to bail the president of the united states hotel businesses out of the trouble they are in because of a lack of business now we go back to the airlines i keep Going and coming back. But here's the story on airlines. Airlines have been in trouble before. My whole career, I have seen airlines in trouble. And here's the story on airlines um, airlines do get in financial difficulty. Rarely, rarely do they go bankrupt. I'm talking outright bankruptcy. I think the last airline, major airline, that went bankrupt was 40 years ago, and it was—I don't know if some of you people have ever heard of it—Eastern Airlines. It was the biggest thing going. I was shocked when they went under, but they went under, under—they were out of business. Well, how it works today is, we have a proceeding under the bankruptcy law called Chapter 11, and this is for businesses. All these airlines, and I know what I'm talking about, all these airlines have to do is file a Chapter 11 bankruptcy proceeding. They are not going out of business. Not one employee is going to lose their job. No plane or anger is going to be sold for scrap. The Chapter 11 is not an outright bankruptcy. The purpose of it is to keep a big business in business, okay,
1: And what happens
0: as soon as the airline files, the airline corporation with the bankruptcy court for a Chapter 11, they no longer have to pay any money to the people they owe money to. They don't pay their debtors. At some point down the line, two, three, four years from now, they'll make a deal with their debtors and they'll get out for anywhere from a nickel to a quarter on the dollar. In the meantime, the court will appoint Experts in this type of bankruptcy law to monitor the situation. Everybody's going to have the super duper bankruptcy lawyers in this area, and they'll stay in business. They will operate. No customer will even realize they're into a Chapter 11. Not that it makes any, it's of any importance if they know. Uh, and they'll just keep going. And the banks, banks love to loan money to any corporation when they file for a Chapter 11. Very simple reason why. They don't owe anyone any money. So the bank that loans the money is going to be first in line to get paid back. It's almost a guaranteed repayment, all right? And that's how it works. And they all come out of these Chapter 11 bankruptcy proceedings. Let me give you an example. But in the years between 2002 and 2011, the following airlines had financial difficulties. Okay? And they went into Chapter 11 bankruptcy proceedings. And all of them are still in business today. And I'm talking about American, Delta, Frontier, United, and U.S. Airways. They all were in trouble, they all filed for bankruptcy under Chapter 11. Uh, the bankruptcy court helped them put themselves together, uh, said you don't have to pay this one, you pay this one, you pay this one a nickel or a dime on the dollar. The new banks came in. Some of the ones that only got the nickel on the dollar were happy to loan them money because the new debt is a new debt, and they were in line to get paid first. Plus the money they couldn't get paid, they could write off. Because they made claim for it in bankruptcy court for the full amount, and they have a judgment for it, but they can't collect it. They can write the full amount off on their taxes. It's a sweetheart deal. Now I ask you, why is Trump aware of this? He's got to be aware of this. He played all these games with the casinos. In Atlantic City, when he went into bankruptcy, he was into Chapter 11 proceedings there. I don't understand. And do do any of our senators or House of Representatives people, do they understand this? Have, do our media people understand it? Have you heard one person talk about a Chapter 11 proceeding like Lewis's? I've been pushing this now for two months. I'm a voice in the wilderness. I'm not that smart. But this, I know this stuff. I practiced law for 46 years. This wasn't my specialty. But this is a basic. This is a basic. It's understood by every lawyer. So I don't see why we're loaning them one penny. Because what we're going to loan them, most if not all, they'll never have to pay back. And if they have to pay back, it'll be very little. uh, Or it'll be over such an extended period of time with extremely little or no interest at all. It's a sweetheart deal, but so is the Chapter 11 a sweetheart deal. It's even better, and I don't know why they're not doing 11s and no one is talking about it. For some reason, Trump wants corporations like the airlines to come out with a big dollar out of this deal. He always wants corporate America to come out ahead. He never worries about the working man, because this $500 billion is not going to go in the pocket of the guy in the street who needs his money to pay his rent, not even a mortgage, okay, to pay his rent, put food on the table for kids, buy clothes for the kids for school, etc. So that's the story. I'm upset with these things. They're going to go, from what I sense listening to TV, the news shows tonight, uh, the airlines are going to get something out of this. They should get nothing out of this. They don't need it. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not saying screw them, let them go under. They don't need it. They don't need a penny of it. And the 11 is immediate. I mean, you have no idea. Once they file those papers with the bankruptcy court, everyone's off their ass they owe money to. It's terrific. So that's the story there, and that's why I ain't in favor of some of these parts of the packages being put together. Uh, I also want to see people get an amount every week equivalent to a paycheck Uh, on a no-payment back. The government's going to take a beating here, but this is such an unusual situation. We must take a beating here as long as the money goes to the people who, who need it, the working families, the working people. We can't do what we did in 2008. The banks got us in trouble with their mortgage games they were playing, all right? We bailed the banks out, but also millions of Americans lost their homes through mortgage foreclosures because of the banks screwing around. They had no money to pay their mortgage debt. Not right, not fair. Okay, now I'm going to talk to you about something that is extremely close to my heart. I spoke about it. Yesterday in my, today's Tuesday, my podcast in the afternoon, I spoke about it. Uh, Sunday in my podcast, I wrote about it yesterday and today in my blog, com. Okay? So, here's the story. We're going to have a food shortage. No one talks about food. That's another thing. No one's, I've been talking about food now for about two months. I keep saying we're going to run out of food we've got to run out of food I mean food you know it isn't that the farmer plants it he digs it up and he brings it to the store and they sell it to us I mean the farms are owned by corporations now uh, they, they put out the food then there are plants they sell it to and those plants produce the finished product in the can etc the tomatoes in the can whatever you want to get or the fresh goods that end up in the supermarket and uh, So this is big business. This is big business. And I really got serious about this and started worrying with big concern last week. And I'm going to tell you why. A couple of instances. Uh, I'm into self-quarantine, self-quarantine for the 13th day. I'm not sick. I hope I don't get sick. I could get sick. I'm one of those eligible candidates to get sick. I'm 84 years old. They say over 70, over 80. You got to watch out. I've got a bad heart, and I've got 80,000 other little things wrong with me. I'm the perfect candidate. I have not walked out of this house in 13 days. I have not let a soul into this house for 13 days. I, I live alone. and You know, you get a little punchy after a while. But with my writing, my reading, I'm working on a couple of new books. Uh, you keep yourself busy, and I've developed a telephone club. There are other people like me, and we found each other, and there's three or four of us. We talk on the phone every day when we get lonely. I've never met any of them. (laughs) Isn't that amazing how it works? Anyhow, why do I say there's going to be shortages? I've been doing business with Walmarts for about six months, ordering things. Good deal. Their their prices are cheaper, and they give you what you, what what, what you want, and they have everything Walmarts. All of a sudden, in my last two orders last week, uh, I I, I noticed that uh, out of stock, better than half the things I normally order that I wanted, I'm talking about toilet paper, paper towels, tissues. You can't buy a tissue. Don't blow your nose. Uh, Things like that. They don't have them. Better half the things I order, they don't have in stock, even canned goods, things like that. They just say out of stock. It's right on the uh, the computer screen. Now let's go to Publix. I I started using Publix about five weeks ago, too, because they're local, and they deliver the same day. I don't have to wait two days for my stuff to get here. And I got irritated right away because they charge about 20 or 30% more for everything you buy from them. If you go in the store, it's 20 or 30% cheaper. I wrote a letter to their home office complaining and they wrote me back a bullshit letter saying, what do you want us to do? we got to make a profit. Anyhow, putting all that aside, I had to go back to Publix last week because i got to get things. Uh, everybody's hoarding food. I, I haven't been in a store in more than two weeks. Uh, and I found this. Less then half of the things I ordered, they're out of stock. And some of the people will call me on the phone uh, or email me, tell me if they've been out of their houses, stupidly so, and into Publix, that the shelves are empty. They're not totally empty, but they're about half empty or better. And it seems I must be ordering everything that they don't have anything of. They're not stocking the shelves because they can't turn the product out because America ran in there and they're hoarding the food i am upset i don't even i haven't even had the opportunity to hoard any food i'm gonna be out of food and i got a delivery today from uh them uh, from public i had about 35 percent of what i ordered they didn't have anything else or they'll send you something that you don't want especially me i watch i don't want any sugar i don't want any carbs or few carbs and i'm ending up getting stuff with sugar and carbohydrates like you wouldn't believe you got to eat uh So, what am I saying? We're heading for a food shortage. We don't talk about it. The government doesn't. The media doesn't talk about it. Because right now, we need face masks. We need inhalators. uh, We need sanitizers. We need hospital beds. We need medical uniforms. We need everything like that. We're at steps one and two. Uh, The food shortages will probably be four and five. But they're coming, my friends. Trust me, they are coming. And, first of all, let me tell you what happens. I don't think I'm going to get a big show in tonight. I may have to end on the food shortage thing. But it's that important. It's important. It's important. It's important. I want you to hear me. Um, I, w- I used to go to Greece a lot, those of you that have been reading my blog for years now. I spent several summers in Greece, two months at a time. I was there the summer when the economy was in the toilet, Uh People were protesting by the thousands in the streets. Uh, No one had a job. Uh, The farmers weren't raising goods because they couldn't even get back the cost of seed if they went to sell it to the supermarket. The supermarket couldn't buy it because people didn't have the money to pay for the product if they put it on the shelf. The people didn't have jobs, (laughs) so they couldn't buy food for their families. And this is what happened. And hear me, I wrote about this years ago, and I wrote about it this week a couple of times, and I've spoken about it, and this is pure, unadulterated fact I'm going to share with you. People first were eating every day. Then they started eating every other day. They would go a whole day without eating. They trained their babies to sleep, in effect, a whole day, so the baby would only want to eat every other day. They ran out of everything. They had nothing. I just explained how nothing So now they ate their pets. Yes, they killed their cats and dogs and ate them. Then when the cats and dogs, this is all true. (laughs) When the cats and dogs were dead, then they went and a lot of zoos. I was in Athens at the time. A lot of zoos were around Athens. They went to the zoos at night, and they broke in. They took the animals. They killed them and shared the meat and took it home. Now when they ran out of that, they started eating everything that was growing. Trees, leaves, bark, anything that grew, they boiled, they cooked, they did whatever they could. The women of Greece made food out of it, right? The babies never saw milk again. They had some kind of a powder mixed with water that they fed the babies. Now they ran out of the trees and everything that was growing except for grass. So now they ate the grass. They pulled it up. They boiled it. They ate it. they Whatever. This was their meal. Now they ran out of grass. I kid you not. And now they started digging into the ground, and they dug up roots, and were boiling the roots and eating them, roots of whatever, not just grass. I'm talking about whatever kind of roots they could find under the ground. We're heading for that. Now as a result of that, the people got pissed off because the economy was real bad. They had no food. So now they're protesting in the streets. And I saw what they did. I was there when they did it. Uh, the, The Fifth Avenue, New York City's Fifth Avenue, of Athens is called Ermos E R M O U S Street, beautiful street, fine designer clothes, jewelry stores, great furniture. They went down that street, okay, and they tore down the windows. They went inside and tore up the goods. Very few people stole what was inside. They just wanted to express their anger, anger and their vehemence at what was happening to them and they didn't want anybody to have anything and this is how they did it those that did actually steal then went out and bartered it for food or tried to sell it to get some money to buy some food when the riots were over it took two or three days to do all this stuff now I go down Irmo Street my hotel was two blocks away the the Grand Britannia the finest hotel in the world finest hotel I've ever stayed at and I walked down Britannia Street, what do you think I saw? I saw beggars, tons of beggars. Not I'd never seen beggars before. I didn't realize it. They didn't look like our homeless people. No way. Our homeless people look like they drive Roll-Royces compared to the people I saw on the street on Hermos at Athens. women walking around with a little baby in one hand and their other hand out, saying in effect, "I need money to feed my baby." People with arms and legs begging. Uh, I saw one guy, God bless him. No legs, no arms, scarred face. His hair screwed up. I can't explain how horrible. I don't even know if he could see. And his people, his friends had propped him up with boards. And they put him on a curb. No arms, no legs. And they put a pan in front of him. And you put money in the pan. Well, I don't know how far we're going to go, but we're coming to the point where we are going to be very short on food and people are going to get pissed off and upset. Now, don't think I'm crazy. Listen to what I'm going to say. Our government knows it. Trump has not shared it with us, but they've got it all set up. There is a law out there. It's been there since 9-11. After uh, 9-11, a law was passed that if uh, a nuclear weapon uh, went off in any city, there was immediate uh, martial law on the U.S. military, not the National Guard, would go in and take over. Well, over the years, it's been amended. Since Trump has been amended, this law, it, it's called con-something. Con it's operated by the U.S. Northern Command. They've amended it. The last time it was amended, so we understand each other, was February 1st, 220, 7 weeks ago and it's amended and it's set up that there's if there's any rioting if there is a disturbance violence breaks out because of a food shortage violence breaks out because of a food shortage or if constitutional succession cannot happen because everyone's dead or sick. In other words, president, vice president, then they go the the, the House Speaker, then they go through the Cabinet. If everybody's sick, then we're going to have martial law. I'm only interested right now in the food part because we are going to have a food shortage, and they know it. And no one tells us it's going to happen, and they're all set up with the most recent amendment for the United States Air Force to step in under the U.S. Northern uh, Command. It's under the command of Ter- four-star General Terrence O'Shaughnessy. He's all ready to go. This thing's all worked out and all planned out. And the president doesn't even have to consent to this because he's going to be too sick. There'll be nobody sitting in his chair who can commit, do it. The military will make the judgment. The, the country's screwed up. There are too many riots in the street over these food shortages. And we're taking over. That's simple. And at some point, they're supposed to give up the power. Whether they will or not now, I don't know. Because this is all new. We've never had a situation where a sickness could destroy our country like coronavirus can. Trump is crazy and full of shit, if you excuse me, when he says, well, probably by Easter you're going to sit next to each other in church and the family's going to get together for Easter Sunday dinner. It isn't going to happen. Uh, And so that's what's going to happen. And now I can understand, and I reported on this the last two weeks, when we first got into the virus thing, uh, ammunition was selling like crazy in the gun stores. Two weeks later, guns were selling. Two weeks ago, guns, guns. We're selling at 400% more than they had last year at this time, during the same time frame. So now what they're saying is you're going to have people out in the street with guns. That's why we've got to have the military. We've got to have the tanks. We've got to have all that stuff. You say, Lewis, you're crazy. I'm not guaranteeing it's going to happen. I'm not sure it's going to happen. But it seems to me, based on the way I shop, and you people got to be experiencing it too, the stores don't have everything they should have or as much as they should have. For example, you want to buy paper towels. If you can get them, you can only buy one set roll or one set of rolls. You want to buy tissue. Good luck if you can find it. If you can find it, you're only allowed to buy one box. You see how things are getting tight. And that's what's going to happen, I'm afraid. And they don't tell us about this food shortage that's coming. Uh, People have already hoarded. That may be a reason there's not enough food. But it's coming. They've corrected the laws of February 1st this year and uh, we could be living under martial law. Now, people will say to you, well, what the hell, Abraham Lincoln had martial law when he was during the Civil War. Well, of course, but he was still alive. He was still president. Trump's going to be dead or sick in bed. That's why they have the power to do this. Uh, Not a healthy situation, ahead, my friends. Okay, where am I now? I apologize for getting excited, but something to get excited about. Okay, um, Trump is passing the buck. It's an absolute total disgrace. He is passing the buck. The federal government is not doing enough during this crisis. Trump is not leading. He doesn't have his people doing what they're supposed to do. He's leaving it to the states. And he's saying, <laughs> oh, the states are doing a good job. Well, most of them are. Look what Cuomo's doing in New York. Absolutely outstanding. He's doing better than the president. Is doing in any respect with regard to this this situation with this virus situation, but he's passing the buck because he doesn't know how to handle these things, uh, and he's afraid of it. I think he's crumbling. He's afraid of the thing. Uh, we need more federal intervention, more federal assistance. If Cuomo can do the brilliant things he's doing and getting a lot of product where he's getting it in New York State, buy, he said, "I'm buying face masks from all over the world." Why? Can't Trump do it with the federal government? Very simple. Uh, I'm sorry to say that's all for tonight because i got so much to talk about. But these are important things. Uh, I'm glad you joined me. Uh, I I apologize if I spoke too strongly about the president, but I'm getting upset. He's not doing his job. Uh, What can I tell you? Stay inside if you can. Don't touch hands with anybody give you an example very quickly. My realtor, I rent my house, called up tonight. I don't want you to pay me by cash. I don't want you to pay me by check. <laughs> he said, just give me the number off your check. We'll take it out of your account. They don't want to touch anybody. My time's up. i got to go. Nice talking to you. Stay healthy this week, and be here to listen to me yell and scream again next week. Thank you. Good night.